Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description. Welcome to Girl on the Gov, the podcast, breaking down politics as we know it and removing all the bullshit. <laughs> because politics needed a rebrand. <laughs> Welcome to Top Stories of the Week. There's some top stories to go over. The big one, the big one of last week that unfortunately dropped just hours after we finished Top Stories last last Monday, we Tuesday. Knew. So. We knew it was going to happen too. It was the way of the yeah. world of how it was working last week. Like just felt it in our bones. Like yeah. something, something was but a brewing. to be fair... When it dropped, it was literally just, like, FBI raided Trump's home. And, like, that's all the details there were. So, like, now we have a bunch of details that we can run through of, like, all the madness Mm. that's happened since. So, you know what? We'll just try and go silver lining on this one, glass half full, and just realize, yeah, now we get all the deets and all the tea to talk about. So that's my positive moment for the day. Wow. That is yeah. 10 stars. I know we got the words. I just, since my abrupt wake up this morning from my Jack Harlow dream. Yeah, guys, Maddie had some fell in love. I just heartbreak. haven't been feeling very positive today. And, you know, still just trying to shed and share that positivity here today That's with fair. you. You know what is actually funny? Okay, so you know how I have that never have I ever list that I like always add to on my phone? And I'm like, it'll be like the randomest of things. I got to always be prepared. I don't think I've ever had a like celebrity marriage dream. I have them often. And as amazing as they are in the moment, they also are terrible because you wake up and you're like, no, I this was all fake. This, this isn't real. This like literal love I feel racing through my veins is all just <laughs> phony. fucking dreams love racing through your veins wow the visual the visual you know what that is it's literally while i'm alone in my bed it's fine (laughs) it's fine it's you know we love to see it but i'm literally visualizing like 
if you could make like Valentine's Day themed blood vibes, it's like little hearts going through veins. Like that's what I'm seeing, which is like really yeah. amazing that I'm not <laughs> fainting right now talking about this. I actually just had this conversation with my friend because she also loves Jack Harlow, but she's like in a full blown, very much in love relationship. And she like Snapchatted me and she was like, just had a Jack Harlow dream. And I woke up n- up next to this fool. And then I was like, at least you're waking up next to somebody that you love. Imagine having a Jack Harlow dream and then just like having nobody else in the room, you know? Just um, <laughs> um, my sad moment of the day for everybody. I agree. Wait, well, speaking did you want to play mm. our audio from our listener with our correction? Oh, yeah. Pronunciation correction. We got another one. And I just want to say that I was correct. And I got corrected by Samantha. <laughs> and ultimately, then we got corrected by mm. our listener. Okay. And I see the blame game. It's just it. like, it's just really unjust, honestly, that you came for me and then... I just want to say, like, I was right. You know what this reminds me of is on the toast when they both pronounce boucle wrong and they say buccal. And then Claudia was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, I guess reread it in something else and was like, oh, yes, buccle. And then it just became a whole correction, like, situation like back and forth one was wrong one corrected the other one wrong then they both said it well that so seems we're, to be the theme for us as well like yeah it just happens the best of us I, I think I've been wrong so many times that I feel like you've now been on your high horse of correcting me <laughs> just assuming I'm gonna be wrong <laughs> and maybe I've had some growth maybe I have been right a few times more lately and maybe you need to just like give me some <laughs> some space <laughs> The girls are fighting. Wait, okay. So anyways, this particular (laughs) correction is with regard to the governor of Kentucky and how to pronounce his last name. So we're going to play the little audio here from our amazing brand ambassador, Claire, who is a Kentuckian. So obviously she, she knows, she gets it. Jack Harlow's from Kentucky. So I'm spiraling. I'm spiraling. Okay. Play. Yes. Play the audio. Wow, this is such a spiral. I did not know. Just, like, like I knew he no, had a hold it's, on it's you. Deep. But it's like, deep. I just, this is, okay. Okay, well, we, you know, now we know. Here's I, our correction, though. It's pronounced Andy Bashir. Thanks, girl. Shout out to Claire Klein. Thank you for coming through for us. And again, anyone else, just feel free to slide in our DMs and just roast us via audio recording. But should we oh. get into our top stories? Wait, wait, wait. I do have one quick housekeeping moment, which is kind of like connected sure. in this theme. And then I promise we can get into the story because obviously we're all dying to know and recap all the deets. But speaking of like sending things in, if you guys may have noticed, we do have a feature on TikTok called Text Mess to Text Success, which is like a little bit of a tongue twister, I'll admit which I did to myself. So I am the only one to blame for my own tragedy on that one. Regardless, basically like a text makeover for campaign fundraising, political text that you get, you know, that you're on the list for. Some of them are quite heinous or just bad, just off the mark. And we love being able to fix them, show them like what the fix would be. Yeah, basically it's like a roast and then a fix. You know, it's a little bit of, it's sweet and salty. Constructive criticism. Exactly. So... Obviously, we've gotten quite a few in our inbox, but we would love to hear from you guys, AKC ones that are happening in your neck of the woods. So if you're getting any, take a screenshot, send them in at info at girlinthegov.com. Make the 
subject line. I think I made it. What did I tell you guys in the IG story? Guys, this is the memory. Oh, campaign. Just make it shitty campaign text. text. Yeah, there you go. Something. Exactly. Whatever you want, honestly, along those lines. Or just we'll them on our TikTok. And if, even if they're like blah, like they're like two lines and we're like, who is this? That's fine. Yeah. That's boring, a problem in and of itself. Or just, yeah, totally. There, they can be a, you know, there can be a gamut of issues that totally. we can roast them for. But, okay, cool. Well, let's get into the top stories of Zewik to start off. We are going to go over this FBI raid in full from what happened, what they're looking for, what they found, also some of the other like political implications for this, what people are saying, what each side is saying, because there is really a lot to unpack. A lot has happened literally in a week since this drop. So we'll just get into it. But basically, to start, what did the FBI find at Trump's home at Mar-a-Lago? So former no President Trump is... No toupees. Surprisingly. Well, they, I, I'm sure they did find those. <laughs> there's no, there's I'm no sure they did. <laughs> but former President Trump is no stranger to high-stakes tangles over his records. This is true. The man's been impeached twice. So, But the FBI was inside his home on Monday, last Monday, reportedly looking for classified presidential materials believed with evidence presented to a judge to have been withheld from National Archives. So after a battle, his federal tax records must be turned over to a House committee. A federal appeals court decided on Tuesday, too. So that's another part of this. And then according to a vividly hostile Trump social media message posted, the New York attorney general is deposing him under oath today as part of an investigation into alleged bank and tax fraud involving records and witnesses inside the Trump organization. So again, you guys, a lot to unpack. Um but the former president and his supporters make a different case. So they have been arguing that the Justice Department and Attorney General Merrick Garland and Democrats in the White House and in Congress are trying to use legal challenges to undermine the former president's path to return to the Oval Office. So the right is just saying this is another like witch hunt against Trump that ultimately they're just like afraid he's going to run for office again. He's going to be president again. And this is just, you know, the left's attempt to stop him. I feel like this type of situation where they're like, you guys are trying to make Trump look bad. And it's like, he literally does that no matter what. Like, they're, it's not, like, yes, the people that are going to, like, support him aren't going to think anything looks bad because they're at a cult. But it's, like, one of those scenarios where, like, for the people that actually are, you know, using using a full thought process, questioning things, et cetera, they're going to be like, um, yeah, you make yourself look bad by yourself mm-hmm. on your own island yeah so the fbi's search in florida on monday increased trump's potential legal exposure and could add to voters concerned about concerns about a third trump presidential bid but the eventual impact is pretty murky so trump has kind of spent years now criticizing the fbi making them seem very partisan and he has accused his opponents of pursuing a quote witch hunt there it is hear that a lot, including those who impeached him twice and are investigating his actions related to the Capitol attacks on January 6th. And so his supporters rallied behind the former president after news about the FBI's actions and adding to Trump's troubles on Tuesday, a federal appeals court ruled that the IRS must hand over his long sought after tax returns to the House Ways and Means Committee. Shout out to Representative Suwazi. And in the process, dismissed a legal challenge to keep them out of its hands. So a three-judge panel for the D.C. Circuit Court of Appeals unanimously sided with the Biden administration and the committee and ruled against the ex-president's arguments regarding the committee's authority. So Trump and his lawyers had cited his privacy concerns and his claim that complying 
with the request would be unconstitutional. So the House panel said it expects to receive the requested tax returns and audit files immediately. There's that. There's just kind of two layers, two major layers to this. Um, Again, the FBI raid where they're looking for these documents and such that were supposed to be returned after his presidency. And then there's also these like tax fraud claims that we've honestly kind of been hearing for years and that they've been searching for for years in in regards to Trump. So again, (laughs) a lot to unpack. But yeah, I kind of have one too. Go ahead. Okay, so this one I saw, I think it was, I forget whose IG account it was. I can definitely find the screenshot because I remember I was going to post it and then I forgot to. But it was basically this soap opera star. I hadn't heard of this particular person because I don't, I'm not a soaps person. And nonetheless, she was like making the point of over the years, all the absurd and outlandish, you know, like storylines that they were given. And like sometimes they're almost like so outlandish that they can almost be true. And to like always even just like dig into the most obscure ones. And she was making the sort of like, you should, you guys should absolutely check on Ivana's, what do you want to call it, mm. casket. Because he, she was like, that 73-year-old woman who was frail AF did not need 10 pal bears. There's no way it was heavy enough that it required that much. And she was like, it probably literally is like locked and loaded with tons of like documents, like classified documents. Because there's no way that it was heavy enough that yeah. it required that. And I was like, that's kind of interesting. I mean, who knows? Again, conspiracy theory. But I do think that like, they should act- absolutely, like, exhume. Exhume the yeah. bot. Also, woman deserves better. Like, what? get her off the golf course. For the, for God's sake. Literally. Sorry, just, but uh, I'm still not over Yeah, that. but that's so on brand. So on brand. But, I don't know. My conspiracy theories are less soapy and just, like, I don't know. They're pro- they're not even that crazy conspiracy theories because it's like we have a former president that's potentially kind of stealing these like literally classified documents that the president of the United States and an administration can only see literally regarding like nuclear programs and like top secret U.S. programs. This is a man who got impeached once for what was the first time he got impeached? for? Uh, it was, Ukraine. Like, and then, you know, we have a man who also like literally incited an insurrection in order to stay in office and it's like why are you now keeping all these secret documents that like low-key could be used by like foreign countries it's just all interesting if you really connect the dots and his base with their obsession with conspiracy theories you just think that maybe they'd be like hmm hmm but anyways let's talk the politics of it all because that has been a big piece of the story of like how each side is politicizing this so political analysts on both sides of the aisle said on sunday tv show programs which by the way guys like whenever you see the reference of the sunday tv programs to like meet the press would be a great example of that and that is really where the you know top politicians people across the spectrum will come on and have interviews have conversations dialogues etc about whatever legislation is happening, whatever political big story is on the docket, that's where they go and they get their sound bites. So a lot of, honestly, the sound bites that you see throughout the week are from the Sunday shows. It's kind of like the... It's the big... It's the, the stage. Day, really. it's, yeah. On this week's edition of the Sunday TV programs, the commentary was that former President Trump supporters are more firmly in his corner after the FBI search at his Mar-a-Lago residence last week. Which is crazy. It's just crazy. The double down is unreal. It's like, 
kind of like the friend that is in the relationship where you're telling her that like Mm -hmm. the guy is cheating he's terrible he's doing all these things and she's like in even more denial like it's worse and worse and worse you literally can show her screenshots Mm -hmm. of him saying hey last night was really fun like let's do it again and she's like no that's not real or like it's the girl's fault. I'm gonna go after the girl. Totally, totally. Which it's is exactly, literally the girl, exactly what they're doing. That. The FBI. They're going is after the, other the FBI. Girl. Samantha, we just we are geniuses, and we just cracked the literal code. And it's true. And should get- we be psychologists? <laughs> um, honestly, I think yes. I only took one psychology course, intro to psych, but I I feel pretty qualified. I, I also mean, took a personality quiz. we just made, I think we should be, you know, but. Yeah, I yes. agree. Okay, so we have Trump is the cheating, toxic boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Trump supporters are the ignorant girlfriend. Yep. And the FBI is the other girl that, like, can't get this guy out of her DMs. Like, that just mm-hmm. doesn't want anything to do with it. But, like, he won't stop. He won't stop. Yep. That's the and, and then he blames and she blames the other girl yep the classic okay. deflection mode we love it except for not at all but that is the reality and back to this crazy reality fans backed trump before and after the fbi retrieves some super secret i love the way super secret like i feel like i'm in a spy movie anyways super secret material that he removed from the white house in 2021 they accept his objections accusations and political assertions and embrace many of the gop candidates he's endorsed this year the former president is unlikely to lose the backing of far-right conservatives based on a controversy over national security documents, pundits suggested, but he could alienate independent voters while also helping President Biden and fellow Democrats motivate a less enthusiastic progressive crowd, which I yeah. think is, like, really interesting, especially on the national security front, because I feel like in the past, I- like, pre pre this, like, Trump era, when I thought mm-hmm. about the GOP one of the things, one of the issues I always associated with them was national security. Part of it being like, I know there's war hawks on yeah. both sides of the aisle, so very aware of that. But like in my head, it was very much like, okay, like that would be such a pertinent threat. And then even with like Pelosi going to Taiwan, like she actually had a lot of support yeah. from like the GOP side being like, yeah, we like this move. And so just interesting where it's like, guys, like, I, I mean, I don't think they're trying to miss the mark. I think they know yeah. they're purposely trying to miss there's- the mark on it. But it's like, it's just there's so that angle, but there's also the angle too. Like I think personally, that this could only help Democrats because there is this chunk, right, of like the far right people, those Trump supporters that met, were mentioned in the beginning of this article, are the ones that like literally are so ignorant. Are like Trump could literally murder somebody in the street yep. and they'd be like, "He's what? He's fine. He didn't do it." Like, and there's literally a video, but. The, the really white Trump lost in 2020 was this, like, literally all the, like, very common sense, like, independent voters on both sides of the aisle, Republicans, too, who were like, okay, this guy's gone too far. Like, yeah. he is dangerous. And, like, this only confirms that and can only make him less and less likely to potentially win in 2024, you know, just continues to lose those more moderate Republicans in parts of the GOP that aren't that far right corner that, like, literally would lick trump's asshole if he asked so my only sorry to paint that picture yeah i was like really like the thing is the visual (laughs) my only concern is that you painted that picture (laughs) (laughs) well it's also funny because like 
I was listening to Giggly the other day, obviously, and they were talking about asshole bleaching. And so, like, I was Mm – that was already recently on my mind. And now where that transferred in my head is instead of it being bleach, it being orange. And it being, like – You know what I mean? So – Yeah. That would be an interesting question. But nonetheless, Mm -hmm. I think my other concern besides the orange asshole, both in personality (laughs) and in flesh, is that with Democrats, like, it might be a validator – for a lot, being like, yes, obviously we've been saying so. We knew he's up to bad shit, right. like all of that. But that it makes him feel like, oh, well, I've been validated. I don't need to show up. Like it almost becomes like a, what is the word I'm looking for where people, Perhaps. not, not copacetic, but they just end up being like not monotone, what's not you stagnant. You for this year? Yeah. Like showing up this year? Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, the thing is with those voters is that they don't show up unless the threat is there and immediate which is aka 2020 why those so many people did show up because they felt the threat they saw it he was in office but there's a lot of people who can't kind of think that proactively about like no like what happens in 2022 is going to be the decider whether he runs in 2024 a lot of people can't fully like wrap their head around that and that's a marketing problem not really even their problem it's just how politics works unfortunately but yeah, I, I personally think this could only hurt the Trump base. However, what it does do is it opens pathways for the Ron DeSantis's of the world. Yeah. So it's like they're, you know, Blessing it's not like saying that the far right like bigots aren't going to continue to be in office because they sure will. But I think these things are, are what can actually like dismantle Trump's pathway to stay in the political space. Totally. But anyways. Totally. Totally. Well, I guess we should also talk about Mitch McConnell's little thoughts here on the midterms. Just giving a little. I would love to know Mitch McConnell's thoughts. Let's hear it. I mean, you know, that's relative. Relative. I'm not sure if I want to call him Cockblock McConnell Tay or the Gobbler. I'm feeling, you know, the Gobbler. Let's go with the Gobbler. So the Gobbler of Kentucky wants the midterms to center on Biden, hopeful that a referendum on the party and power in the White House will give his party a majority in the House or Senate or both next year. Trump's return to front page news coverage this summer and perhaps into the fall clashes with that plan. What a bummer. What a bummer. So I think yeah. he is oddly concerned. It's so funny, though, to me. Like, I honestly, though, feel like this could help, like, some of the other republic i don't know i don't know what i think on this actually it can see that's the thing i think it can if they're on the right side of it the way they were like post january 6 you know like they're they're a lot of their base like isn't those super far right people and it's like if they can become a little bit more just like put their foot down and not be so like loyalist to the like far right trumpies like there is a chunk of people who like want you to just react like a normal human being and be like hey let's see where this goes where this investigation goes clearly there's you know something here the fbi doesn't just raid a former president's home for no reason you know totally. but there is another kind of layer to this that has been really all over the news and it's low-key a conversation about like civil war and we're not talking about like 1860 civil war we're not talking those vibes fully but what's happening is there have been continued threats of violence against law enforcement officers government agencies obviously most notably the fbi there is a pro-trump veteran who was killed last thursday in a shootout with police after he attempted to enter an fbi office in cincinnati armed protesters showed up outside the fbi office in phoenix and there is just 
a very heightened threat of violence from the far right, from those Trump supporters who are thinking that they it's time. It's that time to take up arms against the government that they have been, you know, gung ho about their Second Amendment for. And so that's just like a layer to this as well, which is scary so be safe out there yeah i did um, see an article but, though it was like i didn't even end up reading it was like an ig post and then i was like oh shit, i should read this later and it was like gen z and millennials like too vain to like actually fight in war like fight in a civil war like they're just it was actually being like we're too needy I'd be like oh my sure god are. there's no oat milk <laughs> so like sorry you can't find me on the battlefield like that. but it's like yeah. it is kind of funny but like obviously we should be concerned but just like sometimes the satire and all yeah. is like it's worth a giggle. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I feel like this, like, Civil War conversation has been around since, like, at least 2020. Yeah. Maybe even before that. But it could, you know, something like this could be what prompts just at least, like, heightened violence. There's a threat of a so-called dirty bomb in front of the FBI headquarters. So there just could be violence. And, again, I think Trump has made this threat of violence pretty prevalent since he's taken office but yeah here we are speaking um, speaking yeah go ahead. of you know the people in this inner circle that are just question mark question mark like a little sus we gotta talk about senator graham lindsey graham to be exact and basically he must testify in a georgia election probe as of today a federal judge said u.s senator lindsey graham must testify before a special grand jury in atlanta that is investigating whether then-President Donald Trump and his allies broke any laws while trying to overturn his, keyword here, trying to overturn his narrow 2020 general election loss in the state. Attorneys for Graham, who, by the way, South Carolina guy, South Carolina guy, had argued that his position as a U.S. senator provided him immunity. That is, that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Okay, from having to appear before the investigative panel and ask the judge to quash his subpoena. But the U.S. District Judge Lee Martin May, that is the most Southern name I've ever heard in my life. Lee Martin May. Wait, I came to a Southern accent. Who am I? I'm so sorry, guys. I love you all, all of our Southerners. I really hope I didn't just disrespect your accent. Judge Lee Martin May wrote in an order on Monday that immunities related to his role as a senator do not protect him from having to testify. Graham subpoena instructs him to appear before the special grand jury on August 23rd, which is also the same day as the Florida uh, primary, by the way, guys. So... Go, go out, get him. But his office said Monday that he plans to appeal the 11th U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals. Prosecutors, though, have indicated that they want to ask Graham about phone calls. Ooh, get those digits out. They say he made to Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger and his staff in the weeks following Trump's election loss to Democrat Joe Biden. Graham had argued that a provision of the Constitution provides absolute protection against a senator being questioned about legislative acts. But the judge found there are considerable areas of potential grand jury inquiry that fall inside that provision scope. Well, how about them apples? <sighs> the judge also rejected Graham's arguments that the principle of sovereign immunity protects a senator from being summoned by a state prosecutor. Graham also argued that Willis, a Democrat, had not demonstrated extraordinary circumstances necessary to compel testimony from a high-ranking official. But the judge disagreed, finding that Willis had shown extraordinary circumstances and a special need for Graham's testimony on issues related to an alleged attempt to influence or disrupt the election in Georgia. In calls made shortly after the 2020 general election, Graham questioned Secretary Raffensperger and staff about reexamining certain absentee ballots cast in Georgia in order to explore the possibility of a more favorable outcome for former President Donald Trump. 
Willis wrote in a petition. Graham also made reference to allegations of widespread voter fraud in the November 2020 election in Georgia, consistent with public statements made by known affiliates of the Trump campaign, she wrote. So, Grammy boy. Grammy boy tea. There's that on that. There's one other thing before we go we want to chat about, which is primaries. Mm. Wyoming and Alaska are voting on Tuesday. And we have Rep. Liz Cheney, who is expected to lose. unless expected to lose unless every single public poll is wrong cheney is going to lose to harriet Hage- hageman by a large margin in the wyoming gop primary on tuesday Yet there's already speculation that cheney may run for president in 2024 perhaps um, as a republican or an independent there's also an alaska senator lisa murkowski in the alaska primary and so trump's vengeance tour hits the last frontier this week trump backed kelly cannot say this last name tishibaka the former commissioner of the Alaska Department of Administration is primarying. I hate that word is really a tough primarying. Ooh. Primarying Murkowski as our 18 other candidates. And under Alaska's top four primary system, the four leading vote getters will advance to the general election in November. Ranked voting will be used in that election, which gives Murkowski a really good shot at winning another term. Perhaps Murkowski will even get a majority this time. And then Sarah Palin, the race for the seat held by late Rep. Don Don Young, is quite interesting. So there will actually be two elections on Tuesday, one to fill the remainder of Young's current term. The other is the primary's November general election. So Sarah Palin is the former governor and is trying to win her first political race in 16 years. But she faces Nick Bedjic and... So there's that. But yeah, those are two the two primaries happening this week. Wyoming, Alaska, if you are in those states, turn out to vote. It's funny, this article has a picture of Lisa Murkowski's campaign sign and somebody mm-hmm. stuck a sticker on it that says Schumer's puppet. Love that. Too funny. Too <laughs> funny. Also, for our Alaska listeners, please let us know how we pronounce these names. Thanks. Love you. Sign to our DMs for a chance yep. to be featured on Girl Look of the Podcast next week. So those are our top stories of the week. Tune in tomorrow for our episode with... Delano Sapporo. He is going to run through all of our inflation and recession questions that we have been yearning for answers for. So tune in. It's a great episode. That econ class moment that, you know, we all have been missing. <laughs> not me, because I'm not a math girl. But yeah, great conversation. So tune in. Join our Brain Ambassador program. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok at girl on the gov and at girl on the gov the podcast so there's that on that and then let us know today tomorrow in the future if you have political questions slide into info girl on the gov.com with those or dm us and also dm us with all of our pronunciation corrections so there's that happy tuesday and we'll be talking to you tomorrow Woo. Hey guys, popping in with a reminder to sign up for the GovHub newsletter. This weekly pop of politics is designed to share action items, resources, and quick links to civic engagement tools and topics directly to your inbox. Save it, share it, and sign up for a pinch of productive politics today by going to girlinthegov.com or visiting this episode's description.